Welcome back to the One Final Note podcast. I'm host one, Aaron. And I'm host two, Edward. And Ed, tell them who we're doing today. Episode two entails with Metal Giant's Mastodon. Probably one of the, if not the best modern metal band right now. Definitely post-2000, I would say. Absolutely. Um, luckily, much like the first episode, we're going to be able to go through the albums do the same song selection type deal, and we will be able to give another live review. Definitely, I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Another one of those serendipitous moments we talked about. Yes, we were both at the concert, <laughs> didn't know at, each other. At one of them, well, you've only seen them one, right? once, yeah. right? Yeah, I've seen them twice, so. Excellent. Would you like to start us off? All right, we will go with the heavy with remission, which is definitely a strong standing point to start off a career absolutely and my standout well let's go over the criteria again for those who are just tuning in my criteria is the standout is the like the fan favorite the sleeper is sometimes my favorite sometimes just an underrated song and then the song that should not be is the song i don't think should fit on the album and uh for me we have my favorite track the underrated track, and the song that should not be as well. Alright, so my standout would be Mother Puncher. That riff opens up pits faster than a can opener, you know? Yes, that is an excellent song. Um, mine is March of the Fire Ants. That's that's another, that, that that's almost like the radio hit, but I think Mother Puncher just hits harder. Oh yeah, you know? Mother Puncher's great. Right. Uh, what did you have for your underrated pick? Uh, my sleeper hit is Workhorse. I remember Ooh. hearing that, and I'm just like, <laughs> just uh, rocking out. Mine would definitely be Where Strides the Behemoth. That, that song that, is, that one was my next choice. That is a heavy song right there. And the right. song that should not be. You're going to find this in a lot of my early picks, but Elephant Man, it's just the inst- the only instrumental on the album. It's the only reason. I picked Trilobite, personally. That one... Uh, Kind of like we talked about with being forgettable, I'd rather have a memorable instrumental like Elephant Man rather than that, a forgettable song that, with lyrics like Trilobite. That's fair. Uh, Absolutely fair. Next up, the groundbreaker of an album. The, the one that made waves, if you will. Yes. Uh, we got Leviathan. What a song. I mean, album. What an album. Yeah, what an album. With yes. It's opening song, which I both we both think would be the best song on the album. Definitely. Blood and Thunder. Blood and Thunder. First time I heard that song was I was playing uh, Rocksmith 2014. Brother pointed out to me that he had noticed the song and he knew it and liked it. And I asked him, you know, like, how does it go? And he goes, White, well, holy grail. And I was like, well, that sounds like the coolest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh-huh. And, um,. I tried to play it on Rocksmith 2014, and it was very, very difficult, <laughs> um, but I was hooked since then, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember, I mean, similar video game story, Guitar Hero Metallica, that was the song that they had on there, mm-hmm. curated by the artists themselves, which I think is really cool. That is cool. So, yeah, that song, that riff, the opening line is probably the greatest opening line to any song, at yes. least to me. I think that someone is trying to kill me. It sets the mood. Yes. And I lo- what I love about the song, too, it's almost like personified. Like you're in the, the boat that's rocking back and forth whenever you hear the chorus. And it's just like slamming you. And That is cool. Everything's off kilter with the bridge and the solos and everything. 
Yes. Just love that. It definitely, the uh, the nautical theme comes through in spades on that album, definitely. Um, my underrated pick, I had two, actually. Let's hear you two. I had Island and Aqua Dementia. I love both oh, of those Aqua songs. Dementia, the first of many Scott Kelly collaborations, which I'm a huge Neurosis fan, so that really hits me hits me right here that's awesome i had no idea that he had anything to do with that one that was the first one he did he was uh screaming in the bridge oh okay yeah he's supposed to be playing like a new character because this is based off of moby dick Mm -hmm. the most boring novel i ever read (laughs) i have yet Uh, to read it but i've listened to mastodon's leviathan so i'm pretty sure i I have the spark notes yeah (laughs) and then island i'm pretty sure you're aware of this that they use that song in monsters university really yeah they use that whenever the mom drops off the kids to that party it's like i'll be waiting in the car and she cranks it up and that's it's hilarious island. i had no idea oh man so good my mine is naked burn Excellent. i just love that the way that brent sings over that is just so good and it showed things that were going to soon happen with the band instead of just being all aggressive yelling yeah, um, that was my song that should not be, really? actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, I tend to not like his vocals on stuff. You don't like Deep Fried Ozzy? Uh, no, not particularly, but um, that's an album. That's a perfect album, but if I mm-hmm. had to get rid of a song, it would unfortunately be Naked. My, mine would be Joseph Merrick, once again, the instrumental. Mm, yeah. just like... I know you're talking about beasts throughout the whole album and all that, whether it be a white whale or a nephilim or that's a that's a college word right there, nephilim, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, just like huge monsters, and then you have Joseph Merrick who was a monster of a human being. So it made sense to put it on there. It's just not for me. Who was Joseph Merrick? The Elephant Man. Oh. Have you seen the uh, David Lynch movie? Anthony Hopkins? I have not, no. Oh, that's good. Based on a real person. I feel so. horrible for not knowing that. Well, it, it's... Don't feel horrible. I guess I, yeah. I've only ever known him as the Elephant Man. I didn't well, know yeah. his real name. Didn't Michael Jackson own he, his bones? He tried to buy them. He tried to buy them. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> um, we move on from there to Blood Mountain, which, uh, in my opinion, kind of a step down from kind Leviathan. Down. I, I still love... Blood Mountain, but I feel that I don't know. I guess it makes sense. Anything after Leviathan is not going to seem as good, you know. Yeah, you can't peak after that peak. Yeah, or um, you can try really hard, but my favorite is Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull, another Scott Kelly collaboration. Really? Yeah, you just gotta keep your ears tuned for that because he has like a distinct shouting voice i guess because i'm just so used to having all the different guys in voices Madison, yeah i figured that it's exactly it's just them. like a new foe has appeared and uh <laughs> isn't there an instrumental version of crystal skull on the comp on, on the new on the new one medium rarities yeah yeah i don't know why they did that i really don't know why. yeah <laughs> so no. you could try to scream along yeah hey man whatever works uh, you know and then my my standout for this album was colony of birchman which was my first interaction with mastodon because they were in rock band 2 oh you'll see a lot of my music taste shine through my video games i play that's uh that's kind of my parents are always big social distortion fans but when i heard reach for the sky in burnout paradise i knew that that was a band that i wanted to Mm -hmm. fall in love with too um my underrated pick was hand of stone mine was uh this mortal soil excellent choice i don't remember if it's that or hunters of the sky that features uh i think it's ike owens on keyboards and then uh 
Cedric from uh, At the Drive-In and the Mars Volta. Really? Forgot which song it was, but I think it was This Mortal Soil. That's excellent. And uh, At the Drive-In, such a great band. I prefer At the Drive-In to the Mars Volta. I, I'm, I'm the opposite. Really? That, that's for another time. Yes. Um, my song that should not be, Sleeping Giant. Whoa. That's, wow. Yeah. That one hurt a little bit. You, you... Wouldn't want that over Blade Catcher though. Mm. Blade Catcher. Uh, whenever I saw, whenever we saw that live, they were just going, but a little bit, and then they go right back into the riff. They're just screaming. Perfect. Nonsense. Over Sleeping Giant. That riff though. Yeah. It's so good. It just doesn't do much for me. It, I guess it, it's it's all good. I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> all right, and now we get to what many consider to be their prog masterpiece, Crack the Sky. And I would agree. Um, I think that this is a masterpiece that's different than Leviathan. How oh, yes. Like, Leviathan's like that that metal, you know, just like balls of the wall, you know, yeah. metal. But Crack the Sky is like the prog metal side of things. Yeah, like Leviathan's just a collection of songs that tell the same story. Whereas with Crack the Sky, it's like one cohesive piece. Yes. That's why you got to sit down and listen to it. It's my most listened to of theirs. No, that and Leviathan are both my most listened to. Because one I did a paper on, and the other one I saw in live uh, the awesome. second time I saw them. That's sweet. So, uh, What was your favorite on there? The standout for me, this is going to be weird, it's not like the radio hit. It's uh, the title track because really? Scott Kelly, once again... He his he's he does the verses on that song and then Troy oh. sings the chorus, or maybe it's the pre-chorus because there's like another chorus section. But yeah, Scott Kelly, his, the last verse especially, you can hear the pain in his voice because I don't know if you know the story behind that song. I don't know. So the way they spell sky is because Bron Daler, the drummer and soon-to-be vocalist, as we progress through this discography, his sister unfortunately took her life at 14 and this was a tribute song to her and scott kelly i remember watching this video and he was talking about how he took a picture of her in the recording booth when recording the song so you can really feel the pain because he's a very spiritual guy and it's just like that just hits you whenever you know that when you yeah, read the that, lyrics too it's that just definitely wow. will change how i hear that song from now on absolutely um my favorite on there was ghost of Corellia. That was sick live. I remember hearing that live. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, Troy's voice, I can't get over how great it is. Yes, he's uh, he's probably my favorite. Of, of the singers? Of the vocalists. Oh, me too. Yeah. I wish I had Troy's voice. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for your uh, sleeper hit? Quintessence, which is actually my favorite off the album. Okay. Uh, mine was uh, my underrated pick was Divinations. Oh, Divinations! I love that the have the reverse banjo going. Yes. And then that riff is just oh, tasty. Very tasty. And my song that should not be was Quintessence. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> my, mine was the Last Baron. To oh. be honest with you, I mean, because I mean, I don't want to sound like that guy, but it just goes on and on and on. I mean, I get it's for a huge art piece like this, but. Mm -hmm. If I had to choose one, like trim the fat, so to speak, it would be that one. That's not a bad. It it do, it does seem pretty bloated, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually moved to the hunter. A huge step down. 
a, it's still a great album, at least to me, but still, yes, still a drop down. I would agree. Like you drop, um, that's like Pink Floyd dropping Dark Side of the Moon and then coming out with what was the final cut? The final cut was many years later. That's like that, the equivalent oh, of that. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant like, I'm not saying that because, yeah. We'll save the Pink Floyd stuff for another time. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get what you mean now. I yeah. thought you were saying that like it Pink Floyd did release no. the final cut after Dark Side. I done my research. Yeah. Um But on The Hunter, again, but it's kinda like it it befalls the same fate that Blood Mountain does where it's like you take something like Leviathan, anything that comes after it's gonna be not as good, at least in the public's eye. And then take something like Crack the Sky, whatever comes after, especially with how epic Crack the Sky is. Um, the Hunter just would forever live in its shadow, I think. Um, my favorite track on it, uh, Specter Light. Specter Light, another Scott Kelly collaboration. I, I guess you're getting all into all of these, but you're not realizing it's him. Yeah. We're going to have to do a Neurosis episode soon. I suppose so. so. Mine was Black Tongue, the the radio hit, because it, that ri- that opening riff, that I mean, that's the perfect opener for that album, I'd say. That was my underrated pick. I love that song. Yeah, I remember seeing that live. And you, do you know what that's about? Mm-mm. It's just about a parrot. Really? That's why it's called Black Tongue, is because it's about a parrot. That's hilarious. I love parrots. I'm ashamed I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I love that bridge, too. It almost has, like, black metal vibes in the way they play the guitar. Yes. I'm just like, okay, it's I like can get that kind of, like, dissonant. You know. Yeah, it's yes. like, you wouldn't expect that out of them. And, oh, no. And Troy's voice shines on that, especially in that bridge. Absolutely. Um, As you mentioned, sleep, the sleeper hit was... Yeah, that the sleeper hit was Black Tongue Mine, Mine was Creature Lives. I'm surprised they don't play this more. Yeah. I remember they, great song. they played... They did the tour for this album. They had Dillinger Escape Plan, Red Fang, and somebody else open up for them. And they closed with this song every night, and they brought all the bands up on stage to sing the chorus. That's awesome. Because it's just like a choral vocal, and it's awesome. Dillinger so, would have been awesome to see with Mastodon. I would have let, just loved to have seen Dillinger. I I know Greg Pucciato is probably going to tour soon, and I'm going to buy first tickets. Yeah. So, But then the song that should not be is... The Sparrow. Sparrow. I didn't want to put that because I remember reading about that because their friends, it was one of their, it was their accountant's wife's friend or something like that, or the accountant's wife who passed away. And the only thing, the only lyric in the song is pursue happiness with diligence. And that was what she put on her gravestone. Well, now I feel bad. Don't feel bad. You don't know these things. But like, you just don't do I'm I'm just digging way deeper than I should. No, you're not digging way deeper than you should. You're doing what I should be doing. I'm just it's, listening to it's the It's all albums. good. It, it's it's good. Don't worry about that. But my song is a uh, thickening. That's just one of those forgettable ones to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many other underrated bangers on here, like Blasteroid. I almost put Blasteroid, Blasteroid on here. Blasteroid is such a good song. Oh my gosh. I love Blasteroid. It's a rager. Um, we move on to Once More Around the Sun, which. I believe is an even farther step down than the hunter okay. personally. Um, though my favorite uh, song chimes at midnight. That's my favorite on the album. Uh, you're looking it's at a, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, chimes at midnight also a great movie if you've ever seen it. No, I have that on my watch list. Yes. I have an ever growing watch list of movies. Yes. Um, chimes at midnight, fantastic. I don't know if there's any correlation. 
between the two? I don't. I, I haven't done that much research into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my standouts: uh, Ember City, that one live, and then hearing Bronze sing those vocals for the chorus. That's probably my favorite Bronze song. I'd say that's it's up there for me too. Probably my favorite too. Mm-hmm. Um, my underrated cut: uh, the Mother Load. The Mother Load. That one slaps. Yes. It's weird. I I didn't think you were gonna choose that. Really? Because it would have been weird if we didn't choose either of the lead singles off that album. Yeah. Because I I haven't I didn't choose High Road either. Oh okay. For, yeah. for anything, and I love that song. Mm-hmm. But my sleeper is Feast Your Eyes. That song is a rager. That is a rager. And Troy's vocals just shine on this one again. Naturally. Troy, the perfect boy. Troy boy. Troy boy. <laughs> and the song that should not be for me is Halloween. I love Halloween. Not not the holiday as much, but that song. Um, yeah. I love that. Nope. The riff uh, is awesome. My, mine's the title track. Yeah, that one's not. Great. Either. Yeah, I, I, really I didn't. I didn't want to take the the shortcut and be like, "Oh, the longest song." I really don't care for that that album personally. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of ragers on there. I like Aunt Lisa a lot. Yeah, I think that Aunt Lisa though probably gets pushed to the wayside because of its title. You know? Oh yeah. It's like the... it's just it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And then Diamonds in the Witch House. That's another weird title. <laughs> but then that's the Scott Kelly collab of the album. I'm surprised it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> exactly. We've come this far. We've come to the end. Yes. And so we moved to Emperor of Sand. And this is what they were promoting when we saw them? Yeah, when we saw them. Okay. Well, when, when I saw them the first time and when you saw them. Yeah. Um, did they play the whole thing? They played 9 out of the 12. Okay. Um, favorite song, Sultan's Curse. Sultan's Curse. That's their Grammy winner, yeah. finally. Uh, that one's really good. I like that one a lot. The riff is sick, but my standout was Steam Breather. That's the one I hear on radio more than Sultan's Curse or Show Yourself. Yeah. Funny concert story whenever we get to it, dealing with Show Yourself. Okay. So, um, My underrated pick, Precious Stones. Precious Stones slaps. Mine is Ancient Kingdom. Excellent. I remember seeing that live. I remember Troy hitting that high note at the end, because every time he hits it, I just feel devastated. Yeah. And I cry every time. Every time? Every single time. And wow. spe- only when that note hits, though. It's mm-hmm. weird. Like, I want to I wanna see them, like, bring MTV Unplugged back. It'd be weird to hear them do it. I mean, I saw their live stream recently when they did this live acoustic set, and I really wish they would have done this song. That would have been cool. Because I think it would just... It just shows you how strong a song is if you can just play it on a piano or just an acoustic guitar, you know? Mm-hmm. And that one just does it for me. It almost was my favorite song if it wasn't for Blood and Thunder existing for 15 years prior. Yeah. And the song should that be for me? Jaguar God. Bruh. <laughs> I love Jaguar God, but... It's not as strong of a closer to me as like Toe to Toes, which was released on the EP afterwards. But yeah. my song that should not be is Roots Remain. I just don't, I don't like it. See, that's how I, with Jaguar God, I'm just like, nah. It's because you hear Brent way too much. <laughs> yeah, that's I the guess. only reason. But then you like Precious Stones. I do like Precious Stones. It's, it's weird. I think it's just like difference in instrumentals, you know? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's the slow build, and then you get to, like, the, yeah. the Troy chaotic sequence. That's what I like. I lo- that's, what, that's one thing that I think Mastodon does so well is change-ups, you know, going from... Especially on Crack the Sky, obviously, because that's, you know, oh, yeah. prog epicness. But how it can go from, like, you know, something kind of slow to that kind of, like... 
I don't want to say Iron Maiden, but you know, it gets to that level of gallop, epicness. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that concludes the album breakdown. The album breakdown. Let's get into the live review. Yes, they were spectacular live. I feel like they got the ru- the what, what's the expression? Long end of the stick or a short end of the stick? Short end of the stick. I didn't do my research for idioms today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the sound just wasn't that good the first time. I still had a great time singing along. Mm-hmm. They just really did the vocals dirty. Mm-hmm. It was really bad for them, but it was still really fun. They played 9 out of the 12 off of Emperor of Sand, which was awesome. I was disappointed they didn't do Blood and Thunder the first time, and I'm just like, come oh, on, yeah. that's the I, song. I couldn't believe it. Um, I was surprised they didn't play more off of Leviathan. They played a lot of deep cuts, but they played every, one song off of every album. At yeah. least, which was awesome. That's all you can ask for. Yes. I. So when I went to that concert, I was a much bigger Primus fan than I was Mastodon at that time. Now I'd say they're about equal in my rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was disappointed they didn't play more off of Leviathan. But I still understood like the magnitude of what I was seeing. I was like, holy crap, these guys are... You know, they're players. Excellent. Yeah. And they came to play. Yeah. And they had a sense of humor, you know, like their yeah. on stage banter was hilarious. Um, the only downside of that whole thing, besides the vocals, which I agree, I haven't seen them since then, so I yeah. don't know how it sounded, but I did agree because at those outdoor venues, they always do metal vocals dirty. Mm-hmm. I saw Slipknot at Pine Knob and you couldn't hear Corey at all. Yeah, so I was at that. That was the 2019 show. Not fast. Not fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was there too. I was tenth row and I couldn't barely hear him. Yeah, and, and I it's was... not even because of the mask either, because I saw him at the palace five years earlier and I can hear him fine. Oh yeah, they did. They just did the vocals real dirty there, like you said. Um, but the only downside was during Mastodon's set, we were on the edge of the lawn and some guy threw up and seeped into our shoes. Oh man. Yeah. Nasty story. I got a couple stories for the first time I saw them. So, the show yourself story. Me and my friends made a bet cuz I just was like I kept hearing people yell for the song Show Yourself. I just kept yelling that after every song. After I was singing my heart, I'm just like Show Yourself even after they played it. Yeah. And then into Primus's set my buddies are like, hey, come on, do it one time. And I'm like, they're, they're, after they played, like, Jerry was a race car driver, I'm just like, okay, show yourself. It was, it was a good time. And then the other story was uh, this guy wanted to start a mosh pit. He single-handedly started the whole mosh pit during Mastodon's set. He was trying to get me into it, and I'm like, no, thanks, man. He punched me a couple times, and I'm like, okay, I pushed him. And then he punched somebody else, and that was like the chain reaction. So I basically... The domino effect. Yeah, the domino effect. I basically started it, but I didn't mean to. No. I didn't mean to. No, and that's the thing, because some people don't know when to quit. You know, some people don't know. They don't realize, now is not the time, you know. Or, you know, when I I was in the lawn for that show. I was too. Yeah. And... um, if you were in the lawn and you stepped on the pavement, somebody came over and talked to you right away to oh, tell yeah. you to get off. Mm-hmm. And we got yelled at so many times. Like my buddy Nick, he was there. He bought the Mastodon booty shorts that they were selling, and he was wearing them. 
and he was like throwing it back during you know some of the I think it was I think it was Sultan's Curse I think oh, he was that's the perfect song to do that or the Motherload yeah, thanks to the music video yeah and it was during Sultan's Curse he was just just throwing it back and this woman kept just like telling him to you know get back on the lawn and then Nick shoved her <laughs> even though she worked there and that started you know a chain reaction of a bunch of people deciding to mosh. <laughs> Uh, but then, they they were fantastic live. Uh, yeah. The instrument they were tight. They're so tight. Oh yeah, the second the second time around it was a lot better. Oh yeah. They were opening for Coheed and Cambria, which I'm not a big fan. Sorry if that offends anybody. I just don't I, get. I don't like the vocals. I cannot believe that it was not the other way around. Yeah, it's just like they're they're both spacey prog bands, but one just has an emo flair to them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they killed it. They played Crack the Sky in its entirety for its 10-year anniversary. And then they played four songs afterward. They did High Road, Mother Puncher, Steam Breather, and then they closed out with Blood and Thunder. I was louder than the PA system. Oh, yeah. That's how excited I was. I have footage. That's awesome. I will release it when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they were great. Rhythm- rhythmically tight, vocally tight. Mm-hmm. Everything was just perfect. Yeah. And then Coheed and Cambria had to happen. Yeah, I would have probably left. I, see, I don't know how you feel about it. I think they I think they were better than Primus that night. Mastodon? Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just me. So, again... I, I love Primus, too, but I yeah. just think they were better. So, again, going in, I was a bigger Primus fan than I was a Mastodon fan. And so I remember Primus a little more than I remember Mastodon, just because I wasn't as big of a fan. That's fair. Then, but... Um, that was my second or third time seeing Primus, so I was also kind of happy there was something fresh. Oh yeah, happening as well. Uh huh. But I, I'd probably be inclined to agree. Like if I looked back on it, I'd probably be inclined to agree. Um, the opening act. They were not terrific, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, they were just. It was just like, hey, like feedback. Here's twenty minutes of that. Yep. Um, but overall. Great show. Great Definitely band. see Mastodon if you have if a you chance. get the chance. They have a new album coming out soon. I don't know if it's going to be this year or the next, but pick it up. We already know it's going to be good. Yes. Can't Speak- be worse than what's more around the sun. <laughs> Oof. How about we get into that right now with I, our album ranking? Uh, dead last for me, I have once more around the sun. See, I have remission because it was a great starting point, but just to see how much they've evolved since that album. Because they just wore their influences on their sleeve. Like, whenever you listen to... I, I know you're a big stoner metal guy. You like High on Fire. Oh, you yeah. can hear those influences. You oh, can, yeah. I hear Neurosis in there now after getting huge into Neurosis. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I have it at the bottom. That's is Because it's still... All these albums are awesome to me. I Even so. though I don't care for Once More Around the Sun, this is a band I can say every album is an eight or, a high, eight or higher. Oh, easily. yeah. Um, number six, I've got The Hunter. I have the hunter there as well. Excellent. Five, Emperor of Sand. I have once more on the sun at number five. Wow. Okay. You're gonna be you're gonna be shocked for the rest of this. Four, I have remission. Four, I have Blood Mountain. Uh, three, I have Blood Mountain. Three, I have Crack the Sky. Two, I have Crack the Sky. Two, I have Emperor of Sand. Wow. That was the first one I got into with them. Just another, like with uh, Sleater Kenny. And Center Won't Hold. I just think the story, because you know the story behind that album, right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's just heartbreaking. And then hearing all those songs and how they correlate. And then there's bonus tracks that were released afterward. And those guys can tell a story. Oh, yeah. It's weird. They're like one of few metal bands that don't have to spell it out for you. And they, you know? keep, they keep it engaging. You yes. Know? Like the Crack the Sky story is just one of the craziest concepts I've ever heard for an mm-hmm. album. It's it's tied between that and uh, Deloused in the Comatorium by oh, the Mars yeah. Volta. It's like, like we see the album cover. What's it really about? Yeah, you exactly. Know? And then number the only one, album we haven't mentioned yet, number one, easily. Is uh, Medium Rarities. <laughs> easily. Yeah, but no. It's, no, it's Call of the Mastodon. Yeah, Call of the Mastodon. <laughs> but no, nope. really, I, Leviathan. Leviathan. Easily. You can't you can't top it. I did a, I did a college paper on it. That should show you how much I love this and album. I, and I bought it on CD, so, you know. <laughs> Equivalent. Yeah, exactly. C, CD stands for compact disc or college degree. Yes, whichever, exactly. Whichever one. Yeah. Um, so. This case for it actually broke the other day, oh, and no. I was livid. So I put it in some... I think I took out the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> but um, I replaced Le- the Leviathan case because it broke. I was so mad. The, do you have a physical copy of Leviathan? I have every single Mastodon album on vinyl. Oh, wow. Okay, so you so. know how beautiful the packaging is. Oh, yes. On oh, yes. Like I have, the, like, the expanded cover on the actual vinyl. Oh, that's vinyl, where, so. like, you can see the whale tail. The whole whale tail, like yeah. That. Yeah. And um, so you know about, like, the, the gold plating and stuff around yeah. it. It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, their, their, their artwork is just incredible. Like, Braun designs it, and then he gets actual artist people to do it. That's really cool. It's really cool. And then... That was... Uh, that's another thing about the live show. Sorry to interrupt. No, don't. The visuals of Emperor of Sand that they had on the screen behind Yeah, them, those were phenomenal. so cool. Yeah, that that's that's one band I can let get away with visuals. Yeah. I'm just like, we don't need screens in the background all the time, but they fit with the music, and it was awesome. But so, on that final note, that concludes episode two. We thank you, and goodbye. And Mastodon forever.